Hello, everybody. This is Jesse Shrek with Practical Missions Cohort and in Italy as usual. And today in this podcast episode, we're sharing our most recent newsletter. And if you're watching the video, uh, I'll be showing it throughout the uh, the video so you're not just looking at me sitting here and talking. Uh, but this will be the, the third quarter newsletter for the year 2019. Uh, so every three months about, we send out an update, try to summarize some of the, the happenings of the last few months, and also invite people to pray for specific things. Uh, so this is a way for us to to keep everybody uh, up to date with what's going on, to see how their prayers and, and resources are impacting uh, the people here in Italy and for the work of church planting. Yeah, so... Um, when we write these, we're always limited to just two pages. We kind of try to keep it brief, uh, and uh, but there's only so much you can say. And uh, but when we share in in this uh, means of communication through the the audio and the video, we're able to expound a little bit more. So this is actually better. Uh, reading is always good. You can hold it in your hands, and, and that's wonderful. Uh, so if you're on our mailing list, you'll get one of these in the mail soon. If you're on the emailing list, you've already received uh, this. Um, but when you tune in, this way you get to hear a little more personal account, also a little bit more details. What does some of that stuff actually mean? Uh, because we have the freedom here to expound a little bit more. That being said, I don't want to go for a half hour, so I want to keep this brief. So we'll go ahead and we'll jump right in now and uh, get into the newsletter. Uh, we start with uh, a Bible verse that we shared here, which is one that is important and relevant for us all the time. Obviously, it's the Word of God. Uh, and it comes from 1 Peter 2.16. And Peter says this to those who have been persecuted, sent abroad to other places, having to escape for their freedom, for their salvation, and so on, uh, to not be uh, killed, basically. And now they're living in a, in a foreign land, and they're tempted to uh, to retaliate, perhaps, and things like this. And we read, he says, Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. And that's that's good. Uh, in America, still we have a lot of freedom. Persecution may be coming. I, I tune into the news and and hear uh, some of the ridiculousness that's going on. The the loss of any kind of um, yeah absolute truth, and, and everyone's just making up, doing whatever seems right in their own mind is, is basically what's what's going on in America. And there's just complete confusion and madness. It's really pretty crazy. This stuff right here. Uh, but uh, we're still free. In any case, also in America, we're free here in Italy. And uh, that's why we continue uh, doing the work of evangelism. Evangelism is the primary task here in Italy. They're so lost. Uh, uh, they're so unreached. Uh, evangelism is the thing that is still needed most. Uh, and it's sadly the thing that is abandoned quickest because people don't see the results. Uh, nobody in Italy, throughout all of Italy, sees the results they want to see when they preach the gospel uh, because the turf, uh, the landscape is not ripe and ready like in other cultures, in other places, uh, in other times. Uh, but... All that should push us to evangelize even more so that the turf, the, the soil does get stirred up and people are thinking of the things of God and seeing the foolishness uh, of their ways and so on, of being bound to dead religion or to uh, uh, being becoming uh, atheists, which is, is also uh, foolish. Uh, the, the, the Bible teaches us it's the fool who says in their heart there is no God. Uh, so... Above all, what Italy still needs is is evangelism to happen. And this verse reminds me of that. Uh, live as people who are free. You're free. They're not persecuting you in Italy right now. They're not persecuting you in America right now, if you're watching from America, listening from America. Uh, you're still free. Uh, use your freedom, not as a cover-up for evil, not to just live wantonly, not to just uh, spend your life uh, living the quote-unquote American dream or to accumulate things. Or, uh, or whatever, but live as servants of God, to uh, love and obey Jesus Christ, uh, to be His witnesses, to seek out ways intentionally to evangelize the lost. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, so 
use your freedom properly you are free if you're in christ that's the glorious good news the gospel you are free you've been freed from all sin you've been freed from the bonds of satan you are a new creature in christ you are indwelt by the spirit of god incredible unbelievable news you have the power to obey jesus christ now go and do it and find that great joy of walking with your lord just a little encouragement from our friend our brother the apostle peter uh very very good Greetings in the Lord uh, is how we open this uh, particular newsletter. And uh, there's a photo of us here as well. This is the three of us from a, a short video thing we did for some friends in Missouri uh, a few months back. And uh, just a way to give an overview of the ministry, something we did just on the fly, not professional or anything. Uh, but a little video there, and there's the three of us together. It's the most recent photo I could find of the three of us together. You also see we all are now wearing eyeglasses, except for Cornelius. He doesn't need eyeglasses yet. Uh, but we're thankful that we were able to get a deal and, and get a good price on some glasses here in Italy. And, and that's really helpful. And that's good, especially for Jerry, because her eyes were really bad. She couldn't, uh, it was It was like, it was, as if she, it was as if she was colorblind. And all of a sudden she put on glasses, she could see color. And she said, wow, I didn't know you looked like that, Poppy. You know, it's just, it was, she was almost blind. They said she couldn't drive if she wanted to with the way her vision was. Uh, so thankfully, we're finally able to get her some glasses. Uh, so if you're a partner of ours, thank you for making that possible. Anyway, the newsletter says this, uh, we write today from Italy where we are continuing in the work of evangelism, uh, discipleship, and church planning in Mestre and now Udine as well. The summer has come and gone, but it was a good three months since our return to Italy. If you remember earlier this year, we were in the States <clears throat> on a promotional tour, visiting different churches, groups, uh, letting people know about the realities of Italy and different ways they can get involved through the mission called Practical Missions Cohorts. And now we're back and, and in full swing again. On a personal level, we are doing well, uh, by God's grace, of course. As we serve Jesus uh, as pioneering church planting missionaries to this unreached uh, people group, of which less than 1% are evangelical. Anything less than 2% is extremely unreached. And here, uh, we're less than 1% in our regions of Italy, uh, the Northeast, uh, Veneto and Friuli, uh, it's two of the most unreached areas of Italy, and all of Italy is totally unreached. Uh, so we're, we're pioneering here as church planning missionaries. Very, very few believers in the area. Very few churches. Biblical and healthy churches, even less. Unbelievable. You, you can't even fathom what we mean when we say these simple statistics and words. Uh, but I am reminded now of uh, a story I was sharing when we were in the States. Uh, there was a, a five-year-old girl. Uh, we were, I was we were visiting the church in Udine. I was preaching that morning. We went out to lunch with some friends afterwards. A girl in the restaurant there, five years old, says, what were you guys doing this morning? And he said, oh, we were in church. Why were you in church, she said. Did somebody die? And we said, no, we, we love Jesus. That's why we go to church. And we go to worship him and to hear his word and so on. And this girl was just the, the first response to her mind. Anybody who goes to church, it's only because somebody died. She's five years old. Uh, that alone, that reality should tell us everything we need to know about the true spiritual uh, realities of Italy. No understanding of what the gospel is. No understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, what a church is, what the church is. None of that. So anyway, back to the newsletter. Our son has recently started attending nursery school for the first time. Italian nursery school. Uh, it has been a traumatizing, uh, a bit traumatizing for him and challenging for us, but we thank the Lord for our many prayer partners who have been eagerly joining us in prayer for this particular need. Uh, what makes it challenging is that our son is only used to being with us. Uh, he has no other relatives nearby, and, and although missionaries are friendly, usually, I say that in parentheses, uh, they don't necessarily have 
many trustworthy friends on the mission field. So though we're friendly with everybody and we share the gospel freely and so on, doesn't mean people like us. Or we have true intimate friendships here. And uh, even the missionaries were so few, but we're always scattered in different places. Uh, so uh, he, he is in every real sense alone growing up with us till now. Uh, at nursery school, he does not see mommy and daddy. And he's not able to comprehend the other kids and the teachers because they speak only Italian. And his Italian is still quite minimal. Nursery school here is not obligatory, but it is expected. We value the idea of going to nursery school or having him go because it gives him and us a chance to make more friends, which is already happening for sure, and to learn well the Italian language. So it's a great way for him to learn the language, which will help him to uh, prosper as we live here in a foreign land. What we don't like is that they expect parents to leave their kids from 8 a.m. until 4 p.m. Three-year-old kids, 8 a.m. until 4 p.m. For us, this is just too long. Uh, we, do, we do plan, however, to let him attend five days a week, uh, but only in the mornings. And a quick update on that before we jump into the church planning section. Uh, we praise God, really. Where we're, Every day we've just been uh, coming to the Lord for this matter, and, and it's overwhelming for Chi-Chi. Uh, I think it was Providence. Uh, Chi-Chi was sick. Cornelius was sick for about uh, 10 days. So he missed six no five or six yes yeah, six days in a row of going to the nursery after starting and it was everything was shaky it was really hard everybody's praying for us and and we're seeing god's grace we're seeing his help and, and so on uh, but then he got sick naturally i think it happens at the nursery school they just exchange uh, illnesses and so on but he was out for uh six days there and plus a weekend and so on and uh and he goes back this week and they we had a report with the teachers yesterday afternoon and uh, Jerry came to tears. She was just overwhelmed to hear such a good report from them. They're saying he's uh, bello, bravo, e buono. He's beautiful. He's really good. And he's good behaving as well. Uh, so they were just had all good things to say about Cornelius. He's adapting really well. He's doing really well with the kids. Uh, and, and things are going well. And we're just so grateful. They, they think that little period of time there helped him since he came back from being sick. He's been more confident there. He's been less worrisome, less crying, and uh, doing much better. So uh, we attribute that to the prayers of, of God's people, praying. The Lord is so good. He's so gracious, uh, merciful, and he's helping this little guy out. He's helping us out as well as we take him there and, and so on. Yesterday, Jeremy came back from dropping him off in the morning, and she got to evangelize another person, uh, or at least testify. It wasn't full-blown evangelism, but testify as they were asking questions and she had answers to give and, and, and to challenge them to think deeper on the things of God. Uh, great, great stuff. So uh, that's the update. That's, the, that's a big happening for us here uh, on the mission field. And in the, in the newsletter, you can see there's, there's photos here of uh, the three of us together, him at nursery school, overwhelmed and crying. Uh, but then there's also a good photo there. Well, recently, we were able to get Cornelius uh, a used bicycle, his first used bicycle. Someone else gave us a bicycle, but it was t still too big for him. This one we got for just, I think, 20 euro or something. They brought it over from the island of Mu Murano in, uh, in Venice on a boat. They brought it over. We paid them and uh, brought that home on his cargo bike. Very exciting. Uh, so he's, he's growing in so many ways, and we're very thankful uh, for that. Uh, the Lord is, is caring for us every day. And uh, there is that statistic that in Italy, uh, uh, it's the graveyard for missionaries. Many missionaries come excited and, and so on, and they encounter the spiritual barrenness of Italy, and it overwhelms people. And uh, we know exactly what that is. We know we're only here by God's grace still. Uh, but uh, everything you think you know about God and the church and, and missions and how it all works, you come to Italy and everything goes out the window. It's just an unbelievable, unfathomable, spiritual 
barrenness and oppression that you just cannot explain to people unless you come and experience it firsthand. All the best missionaries in Italy and pastors, Italian pastors and so on, everybody doing extraordinary things, but the results are never quite what they ought to be, no matter where you go. And that's a real, real situation. So praise God. Continue to pray for us. Continue to pray for Cornelius, uh, us as a family, him as he's doing this new season of life. And, uh, and God bless you for that. Church planting and practical missions cohort, the next two sections of the newsletter on the backside now. Uh, in our previous newsletter, we asked you to pray with us regarding a church plant in Udine City. For some time, they have been asked or been seeking our help. Uh, humbled that they would reach out to us. We were always there to help, uh, but we did not feel led to relocate to that city and leave the work we believe the Lord has for us here in Mestre. It's about an hour and a half distance between, so helping we would go to different events, outreach events and help them, uh, fill in for preaching when uh, Missionary Ken was away, all these kinds of things, helping to lead worship. Uh, But after becoming aware of their missionaries, upcoming departure for the USA, so their missionaries now are returning to the U.S. permanently, Uh, we at PMC prayerfully decided that we could offer help while remaining in Mestre. We made a proposal of what we could and could not do to oversee this young church plant from afar if they would want us to do that. Other options came up. They had different options. In the end, it seems the group made their decision and they asked us to help them move forward into the next season the Lord has for them. Uh, so we're humbled by that and we're thankful for the opportunity to serve them it definitely cost us it's totally a sacrifice uh, but that's what it means to be a christian uh, uh, to follow jesus there's a cost uh, to obey jesus it's costly and uh, but that's what we're called to do nonetheless to serve others to the glory of god so we see opportunities like this as an opportunity to glorify god to serve jesus christ to serve his people for the glory of god and so on uh, so we will now be overseeing this flock starting uh, november while still living and serving in Mestre. Uh, right now we're in the transition period and we're now in October, the last few weeks before the missionaries return. We believe the Lord would have us, at least for now, to remain in Mestre City and continue the work here of evangelism, disciple-making, and church planting. We now commute on Sunday mornings in order to facilitate the transition process and Jesse and Ken take turns preaching. In the near future, we hope to find a private place to stay on Saturday evenings In that area, so we have the energy necessary to lead worship services there in the morning and then again in Mestre in the late afternoon. Ken and his wife, Ruth Ann, will be returning to the U.S. at the end of October. The core group is small and has even suffered the loss of some of its people in the last few months from what seems like spiritual warfare. But they desire to remain and grow as a core group. Last Sunday, this would have been two or three weeks ago now, Uh, After worship, we had lunch together and let everyone ask questions or state their concerns. We closed the time with prayer. Hearts were stirred. Uh, Really good time. They had good questions, good concerns. We were able to really talk, cast vision for the future, uh, encourage hearts in the Lord uh, to to stay a group, to stay united, to continue gathering. Uh, Just like the early disciples did, they gathered together. Why? Because they have everything in common. They're, They're made new. They're new people and so on. Pray together. Seek the Lord. And he acts and he grows the church according to his will. Uh, uh, so that was a great time. And, and hearts were stirred. People even prayed while we're, while we're praying or uh, cried while we were praying. Uh, very encouraging. Our prayer for them is that they can grow stronger through this and become more committed to Christ. And that a number of them will show their faith and love for Jesus by obeying him uh, to get baptized as well. And that the core group as a result will solidify 
bear fruit, and then continue to multiply according to the will of God. Uh, in Mestre City, we are distributing gospel literature from house to house on a daily basis. And now that we can utilize the association of the Udine Church plants, we are making plans to begin setting up a book table in the town square. So we can give away Bibles and other gospel literature. This is a good ministry back uh, in the previous city. We haven't been able to do it here because we don't have uh, as many missionaries. We don't have any except for us right now. And, uh, and we also need this association to be able to get the permits to do that. Uh, but it's a wonderful thing to be able to give out Bibles, the most read book in the world that Italians have never even touched in their life, don't have any idea what it is. We can give it away for free, as well as other simple uh, tracts and, and different things like this, small booklets, things that we write as well. Get into their hands, invites to church gatherings, invites to study the Bible, invites uh, to explore Christianity, what it is and what it's not, and so on. Uh, because here their idea of Christianity is totally distorted. They've never encountered biblical Christianity ever. Our, our prayer, though, is, to still, is still to see a core group of believers begin gathering with us around God's Word. The sooner the better for us. Uh, the spiritual warfare in Italy, it still blows our mind, though. It's just unbelievable. How many people, uh, how, how people can come so close and then just disappear and go astray continues to astonish us. It's just, how is that even possible? How can you comprehend this, that, this? understand the gospel, make a confession of it, and disappear. And it's just like unbelievable. Um, but it happens time and time again, and it overwhelms us. We get sad, but we have to stay focused on Jesus and, and trust He's in control. Please pray for the people we are reaching out to here and for the Holy Spirit to regenerate lost people. Uh, we, we trust in God's Word, which says the Lord knows those who are His. And we, we trust they cannot get away from Him. Uh, they may disappear for a moment, but if they're truly His, they'll be back. Uh, he is at work in their lives. And, and other people still here as well that need to be found, and, and we're, we're evangelizing to, uh, to see them get saved. Sadly, uh, regarding Portanone, we were not able to help the church plant there uh, in any tangible way because of limited manpower, not enough missionaries. Uh, we just can't do as many things as we would like. We'd love to be in 10 different cities doing what we're doing. We just need more missionaries to do that. And then we'd love to see that happen. Uh, the people there uh, in that city have dispersed and they're out. They're seeking out other congregations. We continue to pray for them and meet with them as much as we are able. Practical Missions Cohort, final section here before we close with some of the prayer requests. Uh, the PMC mission is continuing. Praise God. We thank the Lord that we can say there are at least four groups. Uh, I think now there's five groups seriously considering to come serve on a short-term uh, cohort in 2020. Starting in November, we will be, Lord willing, overseeing a small church body in Udine, as we mentioned already, and discipling them with the end goal of seeing Italian men one day equipped uh, and trained in pastoral ministry so they can oversee that flock and carry it forward. In Mestre, we are doing evangelism, which will, Lord willing, result in new believers that will also be discipled and then brought together as a core group for another church plant. So what we see here is... Uh, Evangelism is happening, discipleship is happening, and the desire to train Italian men to pastoral ministry is happening. It's there, and that's the goal for the future. So and we're doing the evangelism mostly here in Mestre. The discipling is now mostly in Udine, but we want to disciple any new converts, obviously here in Mestre as well. And, and all this work, always for the work, the end goal of church planning, uh, with Italians trained to oversee these flocks. So praise God for that. And... Uh, we're excited about the short-term uh, cohorts, potentially for 2020. Uh, we're willing to host three of them, uh, eight to 12 people for 10 days, 
no more than three groups though. Uh, so though there's potentially five, the most we would take is three because we don't want to overdo ourselves and not be able to follow up with the people that we meet and so on. And we're limited with missionaries, so we can't we can't do too much. If we had more missionaries, maybe we could entertain more. Uh, but still, that's that's phenomenal. Praise God. Just for the possibility is amazing. But let's pray together that we see uh, at least two of these groups actually come and help us reach more people here. It will be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, good for everybody who comes. Good for us to host them. Good for all the Italians we're reaching out to and, and everything. Just a wonderful, wonderful thing for the, the young church plant there in Udine. Encouraging for them as well to see people care about them, love them, and are willing to help. And sacrifice to come help them reach their own people. Uh, yeah, so all this is great, uh, yet we know many more need to be reached. Uh, we're limited in how many people we can reach. I can only be one place at a time, and uh, if I'm in this neighborhood or that area evangelizing, every other area in the city is not being reached. Every other person in the city is not being reached, so we're very much limited. Uh, uh, so for, to this end, we, we pray fervently to God for more missionaries to be sent alongside of us. I already mentioned this, the idea of more missionaries probably five times now. Uh, but that's our fervent prayer, and we ask you to pray for us uh, for that as well. Missionaries uh, to be sent by Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, alongside us so we can multiply our witness and impact more people. Join us in praying for that, and, the, and to God alone be the glory. If you need to make uh, donations, if you're interested in sending donations, please don't hesitate. Visit practicalmissions.org slash donate. All the information you need is there. We are a faith-based ministry, faith-based missionaries. We depend entirely on the support of partnering churches and individuals who see the need, understand the need, want to serve Jesus, cannot go themselves, but understand the value of helping send those who can go. So please consider how you can join in on us. If you are a partner already, please know we thank God for you every single day. And we pray for you that God prosper you, care for you, provide all your other needs in Christ Jesus. And we're so grateful that you're part of the ministry uh, here with us. Prayer requests, I'll just spout these off real quick. Take them to heart. Uh, maybe hang on to a couple of them or pray for all of them once and done or each day, however you decide. Uh, but we would ask you, please pray for Cornelius uh, to actually enjoy the nursery school and to learn Italian. Uh, pray for open doors uh, for us to lead other parents at the school to Jesus Christ. A great opportunity there to get to know more people now. It's been wonderful. Uh, really good for Jeremy also to be getting out of the house on a daily basis, in and out, stopping at places on her cargo bike, getting groceries, getting this, getting that, uh, meeting with the other parents and everything. Wonderful. Uh, pray for strength, wisdom, and the funds necessary to carry forward the Udine church plant called Punto di Luce. Uh, pray for that. Pray for new PMC missionaries, uh, interns, long-term and short-term. Pray for uh, the core group of believers to take form in Mestre and begin gathering weekly around God's Word and for prayer. Pray for fruitful evangelism and discipleship, both here and in Udine. And uh, pray for people to come fill the roles of the on-field administrator. It's still a great opportunity for somebody out there. Uh, have some people in mind that would be great for this, the administrator and also an ESL director to organize on a consistent basis conversational English classes uh, where the church demonstrates the gospel by giving out freely a helping hand through helping people improve their English here in Italy. Uh, pray for increased and ongoing monthly financial support and pray for more uh, vision trips as well. Uh, groups of four to five people from the U.S. for four to five days here in Italy to experience the ministry and learn more about it. Uh, that's it for today, guys. Uh, there are some photos I'll mention here. One is uh, there's a picture uh, that's me preaching in the Udine church plant. Uh, there's a picture of 
Cornelius uh, picking up his first bicycle, exciting, normal life stuff. Uh, and then uh, also a picture of us with Chichi at the nursery school the first couple days there when he was totally overwhelmed. Uh, but again, praise God, he's he's helping us uh, and helping little Cornelius to do well in this situation. And then a picture of some friends that came from uh, Missouri to uh, experience and learn about the ministry here and talk about potential partnerships, ways to get involved and help reach more Italian people, see the church edified and built up here, and more churches, biblical and healthy churches, planted. Uh, so to God the glory, uh, things are happening. God is good. He's at work. And uh, we're humbled to be at His service, grateful for your participation. And uh, thank you so much. God bless you. Until the next time. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.